is a Christian Zionist program dedicated to building bridges between the Jewish and Christian communities and keeping alive the values and freedoms that the Anzacs fought for. Hi, this is Alex Defner with a reminder that you can support Jai Air by joining as a member at jai-air.com.au. Your membership fee of $54 a year will help Jai Air maintain its commitment of bringing your community to you. Find us on Facebook. Just head to www.facebook.com forward slash J Air Radio. That's two R's. J Air Radio. You are listening to J Air 88 FM. everybody it's time for 10k radius again on friday morning on j air 88 fm i'm on my patrick malone today oh that's not quite true <laughs> aussie oh. slang but i have our paddle operator extraordinaire sion melzer i wish again. i wish it was extraordinaire but it's <laughs> no, not you thank are. you for welcoming welcoming whoops can't even say it welcoming me for today um yeah i thought uh, you, you you had a shout out for help so i uh, i volunteered to step uh, in the fray and uh, offer two hours of expert panel <laughs> as gary would say front Fun, frivolity, and frippery on, on Fridays. Where All did, the Fs, he calls where, it. Where did the name 10K Radius come from? Good question. Um, before I joined the crew, it was Gary and Rod Meyer doing a show called Geltfinger. I remember Rod Meyer. Hello, and, Rod, if you're listening. Yeah, maybe. He's been a guest on a lot of the J Air shows uh, after releasing his uh, book recently. But um, they had the limited radius. Remember those da- in those days from the Caulfield Town Hall? That's right. And uh, you'd be driving around. <laughs> you'd be cut out here we, and there. We still have limited radius, oh. but it's a lot wider than it used to be. So Put Gary it- came up. With uh, after Rod departed, he came up with the name uh, 10K Radius, and that was the time that I think Nathan, the late Nathan Mondol of Asholom joined up doing a little segment each week, and then he became a full time member, 
And then I was doing segments over the phone in those days, see on. Right. And then Gary said, nah, come in the studio, join the crew. It was only a one-hour show. We extended it to two hours. Well, the amount of information you pack into it <laughs> needs to be a four-hour show, but that's, yeah, two's good. Two's good. Jam-packed show again this uh, week, see uh, on. Um, yeah. Two hours, we've got everything. Anyway, by the way, happy Friday to you, as they say. Top of the morning. And to Absolutely. all the listeners. What, what, what's the date today? It's the, the, 14th the 14th of July. And that date will ring a bell. Oh, well, you can, can tell us a little bit later <laughs> when you do your yeah. calendar. But uh, it's really, I, I want to give you a big Kohaka vibe for coming in now. I think it's the third week in a row. I know, I won't know what to do with oh. myself next Friday. <laughs> and we've had a good variety of guests in, in that um, period. We've had, um, I don't think you were with the first one. Uh, Sam Green was our first guest. I remember in the Sam's lives interv- of yes, Sam was in there. others. He sat over the other he side of did. the table there. Now, he had the story of his late father, Boris. There's, there will be a movie released Actually, a documentary. A Nazi hunter or something yeah, like that. Yeah, revenge. Was my father a Nazi killer is the question. And this is a great documentary, 90-minute documentary coming up later this year, produced and directed by Danny Ben-Moshe, who you are familiar with. I Simon. am. He's made very, a lot of good films, yep, documentaries. He's a great uh, skill, skillful uh, producer and done a lot of uh, variety varied projects over the years, including the uh, Outback Rabbis. I don't know if you caught that one. No, I saw that one. That's what uh, I, I, I quite like that show. Yeah. In fact, a friend of mine was the assistant editor on that show. Who was that? Um, I knew you'd ask me. Aspic <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Yeah, exactly. It's, it's too early on a yeah. Friday. Hey, um, some other movies that I've seen that he's done, especially connected with the, uh, the child abuse at Yeshiva College with the what, the um, the the Wax family. He did uh, Breaking the Code of Silence. He did uh, a couple on the Adas. It's uh, very. It's it's quite noble to be so prolific yeah. making documentaries. It's very hard gig. Very hard to raise the finance and to to be able to put aside the amount of time needed. A lot of grants are given though. In, uh, in yeah, but they don't cover cases. the entire budget. Yeah, it's big, um, big bucks. Yeah, no, yeah. You need to have an investor. He um, and the relationships with international buyers to make correct. it work and. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, we're all in. Uh, documentaries will be the flavour of the month uh, because the actors have gone on strike now in Los Angeles. That's true, yeah. And they've yeah. joined the writers, and that's going to make the new shows trickle down to nothing. Mm. And if they don't resolve it soon, they won't have any content. Mm. And that'll be a disaster. Just talking about films, etc. we have, uh, I think, commencing in the next few days, the Jerusalem Film Festival. Oh. And I was uh, hearing that... Um, the release of the film starring Helen Mirren as Golda Meir. Oh. She's going to portray her, her during her uh, uh, role in the uh, Yom Kippur 1973 war. That'll so that should be a good movie. No doubt will come out to Melbourne I'm shortly sure. I'm sure. after the release. Yeah, so that was Sam Green in the first uh, week. And then we followed him with, uh, we did an interview with uh, Rabbi Ephraim Block, from Chabad St Kilda. That's the one I missed. I ah, you were out. So we had yeah. Gary Max on the panel that day. Yeah. Rabbi Block had a n- nice uh, one-hour discussion with us about his uh, short stint at Elwood, and now he's moved on establishing Chabad in St Kilda, out of his home. And last week, a great uh, interview you were here sh- see on with uh, Margot Cohen, telling us about her trip 
to several yes, cities the, along the, 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 um, the Silk Road. The Silk and Road. All the Uzbekistan's, the stand countries, Uzbekistan, yeah. Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, um, yeah. uh, I don't know, they're all the stands. Afghanistan. Uh, the main ones she went to was Armenia, she mentioned. She mentioned uh, Georgia and as as Baz, as Azerbaijan <laughs> with Baku and uh, Uzbekistan. So today there's Kazakhstan. no <laughs> today no no guest in the lives of others. I know what we're going to do to fill got, two hours. Plenty of material, lots of. Uh, You're very well yeah. researched. I can see <laughs> piles of paper. Yeah, look, you got to do your work. Let's start off with. Well, um, that's that's an important thing, you know. If look, we invite people to do shows, of mm. course, and anybody. Is welcome to pre- pre- present a show on this sh- station, but they have to be trained a little bit. But what the key to it is, is what you've got in front of you, and that is research. And if you don't have your material, you can babble on for an hour, but you're going to lose an audience. Um, <laughs> in your case, it's two hours, but you keep your audience because right. you've got a regular spots that people want to hear. That's true. And people may like to phone in direct, have a little chat. With us on nine zero six nine two zero eight six, and the SMS is zero four zero four double five six nine double eight. Tell us uh, about your work, ongoing work at the Holocaust uh, Centre. Interesting week. Uh, we interviewed a, uh, a survivor who gave his original testimony in Yiddish about twenty years ago, but he decided that he would like to do it in uh, in English, and his name was. Um, um, uh, Max, no, not Max, Benjamin. Um, sorry, I've forgotten his first name. Um, Benjamin, he just lives down the road from uh, Gary in Inkerman Street. Um, and he's 90, 90 years old, and he was telling us his story of survival during the Second World War, where he was an orphan and uh, uh, traveled all across the borders of Russia to back to Poland, or Russia and Poland, Russia, Poland, and incredible early life uh, of uh, and then now uh, established in Australia with family that's, uh, that's good not yeah. living in the commission flats no, a no. lot of them do from a very big Holocaust number live in those yeah. flats in St Kilda yeah. uh, no he's uh, lucky enough to be in his own home in Inkerman Street family looks after him mm. he looks after, he plays saxophone and he still plays oh, today great. amazing tell me it, are these testimonials Audio only or no, 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 no. video? They're, they're video. That's oh, the, fantastic. So I've I've got the gig at the moment to mm. record all the new ones that they've uh, they, they're doing, and we're averaging about one one to two a week. Fantastic. Been doing that now for about four, three months, three great. months or so. Great mitzvah, for Sion. Yeah, yeah. Plus uh, all your work at JS as president. Oh, yeah, give it, it a shot. <laughs> all volunteer work. And let's give a shout out while we're talking about the uh, Melbourne Holocaust Museum, the annual appeal, Sion, at the moment. That's taking place. And uh, you can ring and find out for more details, 9528-1985 or go onto the website mhannualappeal.org.au. One word, mhannualappeal. Preserve, remember and educate. That's what it's all about. And I think you would be get, getting very emotional with a lot of these interviews. You know, yes, I you would, do. You, you do, do. But uh, you can't get... You can't end up a blab- blabbering mess no, at the end. No. But they're not like that. Um a lot of the people we're dealing with at the moment were um, obviously child survivors, mm-hmm. and uh, their memory of that time, when they were anywhere from four or five years old to about ten years old, is fairly checkered. It's mm-hmm. not; they can't remember absolutely everything. 
But uh, yeah, it's it's just to prove to the world that this still this did happen, and it's important to document everybody's stories as as best we can. And those out there who may not have done a testimony, please get in touch with the centre because it's um, it's important uh, for history. Exactly. That this is uh, remembered. So if you ring that number that I've just given out, just the general switchboard. Yep, and, and uh, they'll um, be directed through to testimonies. Yep, some of the people that do a lot of work down there. We mentioned Pauline Rockman. Well, she's the co-president, along yep. with Sue Hample. Sam Hample. Does, does both, a great job. Uh, from memory, received OAMs. They are both the, recipients yeah. of um, M's. Yes. And, uh, Oh, there's a whole lot of people here. The the wheelers and dealers of Melbourne Jewish Society are here, and uh, this is an essential part of, uh, as you mentioned, preserving the history. And in my particular well, case, it was very hard for my parents to go there and actually sit down and, and record this. They they just couldn't do it, mm. and uh, we couldn't force them. And the Bitter memories. They had nightmares and this and that. But well, we won't go into that. But you're doing the sometimes right thing. it's uh, it's it's very cath- painful. Is yeah. the word cathartic is where mm. you can get it all out and and, yeah. and and rest after telling the story. How many have you got any idea of the number of? Uh, I think the Melbourne. I think the Melbourne Museum has recorded close to fifteen hundred. Fantastic. Uh, thanks to mm. um, the, um, the previous gentleman who uh, ran it all there. Um, and uh, in recent years, uh, recent months, we've probably added another 50 or so in this last few years. I'll mention this. A lot of the uh, donations for the Melbourne Holocaust Museum are through the late Judy and Leon Goldman. They established a learning centre there, and as you know, you'll see students from all over Victoria, of all cross-sections going there, and it's uh, it's a coal huck of what for, for, for their uh, charity work. Yeah, That's so any, the money's raised go, obviously. The new museum um, is a fantastic new building, and its permanent displays are almost finished, the rebuild, and yep. um, there'll be soft openings through... September into October, and I think mm. the official launch will be sometime in October. Keep up the good work, Sion. Mm. Very important community service, that one at the Melbourne Holocaust Museum, which is in Selwyn Street. Selwyn Street, Street, next to the Kadima building, which is also earmarked for mm. redevelopment sometime next year. Yep, I'll give out that number again. All your inquiries, 95281985. Today, the 14th of July, Sion equates to the 25th day of Tammuz on the Hebrew calendar, 5783. And for those who want the Shabbos uh, candlelighting times, as Gary mentions each week, tonight we light the candles at 5.01pm and tomorrow evening Shabbos That's ends. That's 5.01, because what, two weeks ago it was 4.40. 4.56 last week. Wow, that's yeah. uh, creeping up. Isn't it's it? getting it's and next week... 5.06, so you're creeping so up five about five minutes. minutes per week. Yeah, right. correct. And the Shabbos ends tomorrow evening, 6.02 p.m. Uh, That's more important because then you can go out to a restaurant. So. In the following week, 6.07 p.m. So there you go. It's a, pat- a pattern of uh, f- uh, five minutes. This is the time. Uh, also tomorrow we should mention that it is Shabbos Mavarachim Blessing of the New Month. 
And uh, Rosh Chodesh will take place next Wednesday, the 19th of July, one day. See, on this is the time of the three weeks I mentioned, uh, known as the uh, Ben Hamatzarim, mourning for the destruction of the temple leading up to Tisha B'Av. You don't understand. Yes. Music, restrictions on haircuts, weddings and all uh-huh. that. Aha, is that why my barber wasn't available this week? <laughs> Maybe. I went to have a haircut. Yeah. No, he wasn't He, wasn't he must in be the... a Haredi. <laughs> yeah, anyway. That's where we're holding no, today. No, I doubt it. I think he was out for lunch, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, on this day is a popular segment on uh, 10K Radius each week. Max Adi- ripped out F- the iPad, the, the F- iPad Mini. You've got an iPad Mini, I Yeah, see. one of the, one of the first they, ones. Do they still, still make the iPad Mini? Oh, they've got updated versions, but this... The phone's are almost that big now. <laughs> it's true. Does the job. Yeah. We look at history for the 14th of July, and I thought it would bounce right out that date at you, Sion. 14th of July. Um, I know it well. It's three days before my father's birthday. No, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Think of the French. Ah, of course, Bastille Day. Bastille Day. Where they stormed the ramparts and the, re- and the revolution began or ended on that yep. day. Bastille storm by which which a, ended with the decapitation of many sure <laughs> many did. people in the upper class. It says here Bastille storm by a Paris mob on this day in 1789. A mob advanced on the Bastille in Paris. Now I think that was a big prison, wasn't it? From yes, memory, yes. Demanding or, or barracks, the, yeah, yeah, demanding the arms and munitions stored there. But when the guards resisted, the crowd captured the prison, an act that symbolised the end of the Ancien Regime, A-N-C-I-N. Did, did, did you study An- French Ancien, revolutionary history? Yeah, yeah, an Ancien Regime must have been the regime of the King Louis the Fifteenth or Fourteenth, something around at the that. time. Um, and those lucky enough to escape France, they mm. got out, but some of them were caught, of course, and put into jail and then uh, the heads are decapitated. It's a wonderful method of execution the French came up with. Fairly quick. <laughs> Did you study French at school? I studied French for about six months at school and I was asked to leave the class. <laughs> Short stint. I did it for, uh, I think, about three to four years. I wasn't so good with languages. Uh, we had a choice of Latin or French. We, had a, high, we had a choice of Latin, French. German, I think, in uh, those days. German and Esperanto. Wow. Italian was available too later on yeah. in those years. There was a man at the... Uh, we, we had one of those audio labs at mm. that Corfield Grammar. It was pretty advanced for its time. Mm. We're talking late 60s mm. and early 70s, and they had an audio lab where a man would sit up the front, and he was able to listen to all the people practicing on their own channels. Mm. And uh, but I did French, I did German. I, I did okay at German. I think one or two years mm. of German. Latin was the one that hard language. Latin. vici vici. You had North. to if you were studying medicine or pharmacy at one yes. stage. You had to do Latin. I you remember had to do yeah. Latin because all the chemistry was all about exactly. all in Latin. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but the fr- French is a nice language. It, it flows. It's got all these accents and little things here and there. Oh, it's a, it's being the very flamboyant. L'escargot. Not up my... I like French food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure about the snails. Was, uh, know, but I like. uh, Napoleon alive then? In uh, mm, Probably. No, we'll no, have no, to no, check no, out no. history books. Anyway... That I've tried to find the connection with, with the, the Jewish connection with Bastille. Nothing much uh, is mentioned here, but uh, 
They say the fall of Bastille was the signal for disorder all over France, and again, the Jews were the target. Again, as a scapegoat here, they were were attacked. Uh, There was pogroms. A lot of them uh, uh, sought refuge in Basel, B-A-S-E-L, Basel. Basel. Um, when was the French Revolution? 1789. Oh, no, so today's the anniversary. The, the expulsion of the Jews from Spain was in the 1600s. Oh, oh that's well before so this, yeah. I'm not sure if they anyway, actually got expelled from France. They must mm, have. There was issues with emancipa- uh, emancipation at those times because if you weren't a full citizen, you couldn't get out and the Jews was were, were actually uh, limited in a lot of... Uh, public service jobs, there was restrictions on, in fact, at some stage on religious freedom. But that was uh, not a good time for Yidden in France. Today in France, uh, Sion, there's about 600,000 decreasing all the time. It's quite a large number, but you're right, it has dropped off a lot in the last few years since the the major changes in immigration into uh, France and uh, the rise of... Uh, Islamic terrorism, etc., mm. etc., et and the Syrian uh, refugees. There's a whole ball of gun. Anyway, let's have a quick look through the history books. See if there's anything interesting on yeah. this day. Well, uh, yeah, 1881. American gunfighter Billy the Kid was shot and killed by Sheriff Pat Garrett. We can play go. a song about that later. There's been plenty of if songs got written time. about Billy the Kid and yeah, Pat yeah, Garrett. Yeah, let's have a look at some other things. Uh, American baseball great Hank Aaron hit his 500th career home run on this day in 1968. He ranks as uh, the one of the, in top ten greatest baseball players of all time, 1969. You'll remember this, see, on this great movie, on the 14th of July, Easy Rider was released. Oh, yeah, great film. In the United States uh, theatres. classic. Becoming a classic of the uh, counterculture and propelling Jack Nicholson to stardom. Great movie. Remember those uh, Harleys? They, they were modified. <laughs> what a movie. Yeah. yeah, great movie, 1969. That one, uh, 2016, a bit more current in France's third major terrorist attack in 18 months. A man drove a truck through a crowd of revelers celebrating Bastille Day. Remember this? Yep. In Nice, killing more than 80 people and Crazy. injuring hundreds. I remember that. Nice. That's seven years ago. Wow. The, the years are flying past. Uh, and that's about all. Before we go to a musical break, I've got some uh, couple of important birthdays on this date, but we'll do that after our first musical interlude, Sion. Uh, yep. And today I'm playing a bit of this, a potpourri of all different music. First cab off the rank. One of my favourite singers of all time, the great Neil Sadaka. Sadaka, Sadaka. You know what? Sadaka actually means Sadaka, charity. Charity, doesn't it? Yeah. Play this track and we'll have a chat about Neil shortly. Of things I should be thankful for, I've had a goodly share. And as I sit here in the comfort Of a cozy chair My fancy takes me to a humble East side tenement 
Three flights up in the rear to where my childhood days were spent. It wasn't much like paradise, but met the dirt and all. There sat the sweetest angel, one that I fondly called a Yiddish mama. Es gibt nicht besser in der Welt a Yiddish mama. Oi, baby, bitte, wenn sie fällt, wie schön und lichtig ist in Haus, wenn die Mames du, wie treudig finster wird, wenn Gott nimmt ihr auf eurem Habu. In Wasser und Feier Wollt sie gelaufen vor ihr Kind Nicht halten ihr Teil Du siehst gewiss der Christe Sinn Oi wie glücklich und reich Is that a man was hot? As a shame, a matune, a shame, fin God. Nor I know this Yiddish mama, mama, mama of mine, my Yiddish mama. I need her more than ever now, my Yiddish mama. I'd love to kiss her wrinkled brow. I long to hold her hand once more, as in days gone by, and ask her. To forgive me for things I did that made her cry. How few were her pleasures. She never cared for fashion style. Her jewels and her treasures. She found them in her baby's smiles. Oh, I know that I owe what I am today to that dear little lady, so old and gray, to that wonderful Yiddish
Well, slightly better than the Johnny Farnham and uh, um, who was it? Um, John Jones. Uh, they did it live on Hey Hey. It's on right. YouTube. Oh, what a, that, this, that, if that doesn't hit you in the heart, that song, every time you hear it. Sorry about that. We played the wrong track. That no, we, that's good. We've got plenty of Neil Sedaka as we go through the show today. We'll Great. The next, next musical break will be the track that we were talking about. So. <laughs> well, stay tuned. We've got tuned. lots of Neil Sedaka. Did you ever see him live, Sion? He came to Melbourne Neil quite Sadaka. a few times. No, um, no, I didn't. But I, one of our good uh, presenters on JR, Mark Kopolov, who does a show on Saturday nights and uh, sends his show down from Sydney. Brilliant shows. He yeah. uh, interviewed. He's interviewed Neil Sedaka a number of times. Mm. And last week he interviewed Mickey Dolans from the Monkeys. The Monkeys. Well so, worth yeah. the listen if you're into. Um, Older music, well, not older, uh, popular music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Late, actually, late 50s. Yeah. Neil was born in uh, 1939 on the third, 13th of March in Brooklyn. He's 84. Neil Sedaka. An incredible career yeah, in music. And still going. He's written over 500 songs. Yeah, I don't know how people can write so many yeah, songs. And uh, don't forget, brilliant pianist and. Uh, Singer songwriter. I remember all these number one hits, uh, things like Oh Carol, uh, Laughter in the Rain, uh, Sweet Sixteen. You know these? <laughs> these are from the I early sixties. do know. Calendar early. Girl, Breaking Up is Hard to Do. When he does a show, I've got a lot of them on the old uh, VHS <laughs> he, of his uh, concerts. I think he also co-wrote My Way with uh, Paul Anker. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. He did many shows at Melbourne's Hilton when it existed in East Melbourne there. Right. A brilliant pianist uh, and entertainer. One of my favourite LPs is uh, Neil Sedaka live at the Royal Bel- Albert Hall. Right. Oh, fantastic. Anyway, there's more to come on Neil Sedaka Sid- or Sedaka. Depends which part of it's the town Neil Sedaka show. It is. Now, it's time for... Um, Yiddish history on this day, Sion. Good. The uh, the fourteenth uh, of July is the twenty fifth of Tammuz, and we'll have a look what they say happened on this day. First of all, to the uh, Chabad uh, org, they mention a few uh, things here: the passing of Rabbi Aharon. Berachia of Modena in uh, 1639 who uh, was an Italian Kabbalist and a student of Rabbi Menachem Azaria of Fano I think we're going to need a few experts <laughs> to come in and tell us a little bit more about these. Uh, yeah, they they uh, celebrate all these years. He died in 1639 and <laughs> uh, Tradition has it that an angel called Magid would come and study with him, similar to the angel that would visit Rabbi Yosef Karo, who was the uh, comp- codifier and composer of the uh, Shulchan Aruch, uh, the code of Jewish law. I haven't heard of him, Rabbi Aharon Berachia of Ma- No, I think he's buried in a uh, little grave in... Um in, uh, in not in Warsaw, in um, oh, damn it! I've got a mental block today on a number of uh, I think. maybe in Vilna in Lithuania. It I think cost, it, I don't know. He's perhaps, perhaps known, best known for his work Ma'abayabok, 
which contains mystical uh, dissertions on purity and holiness. He wrote a lot of additional prayers to be said for the sick. Uh, but uh, he must have been a very pious man. We'll have a look at uh, what the Aisha.com website uh, talks about for the uh, 25th of Tammuz. And uh, we... Uh, they... they um, they have a variety of topics here. They also mention a, a Yorzeit happening today. Not much else in their history books. Yorzeit today of Rabbi Arya Leib Gunsberg, who was born in 1695, died in 1785. Not a bad innings in those times, 90 years old. He was known by the title of his uh, of a book that he composed. And uh, the internet has, come, has gone down here, you see, but it's coming back. I'll just apologise. He composed this book, uh, uh, I guess, S-H-A apostrophe A-G-E-S, Shagegas Aria. It's translated as The Lion's Roar. And Rabbi Gunsberg was born in Minsk and he served as rabbi in the town of Voluzen and later in Metz, M-E-T-Z. His writings marked by their brilliant insight and depth are studied widely today. I just thought I'd play a bit of music related to what you're talking about. There's this Lubavitcher Yeshiva Choir playing in the background there. Very, very nice. nice. Very, very nice. nice. Yiddish Atam. Very nice, Sam. So how many of those websites do you visit on a regular uh, basis? Aish.com and Chabad.org are the most. Wiki, Wikipedia lists very brief things, but they haven't listed anything for Tamil's 25. Well, this song where this is the 25-year event, which is not really what you're talking about. No. But now, Sam, while you're playing what? that... These kids we'll, are great. We'll go to the timetables of Jewish history. Okay. As we do each week on 10K Radius on J88 FM, and we look at the chrono- have chronology. You brought, have you brought out that big book again? <laughs> the big double phone book. Oh, my goodness, this book, a chronology is, this book is a killer. Of the most important people and events in Jewish history. This is our heritage, really. It's shaped, shaped us. But who, who published that book and when was it published? Probably in the 90s. Has it been on your bookshelf for many years? Many, many years. Regina Stein, Edward Greenstein, and Yehuda so Gizibetz. A lot of research went into that Boy, one. Well, it covers everything. <laughs> the timetables of Jewish history. Well worth getting hold of it. Probably at uh, Gold's Bookstore, I, I would don't know think. If they, they, I, don't, I think they do online ones now. I'm yeah. not sure, but They'd let's have go to. You through. Could, you couldn't make a book like that anymore. <laughs> it costs too much. And the recycling, oh, the, the, the environmentalists would, would kill them, wouldn't they? Yeah. Anyway, 1931 it talks about on the um, uh, first bit of history. If I can just have a look. Yeah, this is this is a, quite a, a big event then. 1931, 25th of Tammuz. Beitar units joined dissident Haganah members in Yerushalayim and they established the separate underground organisation, the Yugun, Urgun, mm. I-R-G-U-N. Zevai Lo-Emi. A lot of controversy about the Yugun. And their activities. Was the underground movement, yeah. But also, the first world conference of Beitar was held 
it's either there's a dispute when it was, but it's around this time, the 25th of Tamas, 1931. Uh, the First World Conference of Beitar, the Zionist Reven- Revisionist Youth Movement, was held in Danzig with 87 delegates from 21 countries. Uh, where is Danzig? I think it's in Poland, a port, isn't it, from memory? Danzig? Yeah, I think yeah, it's a Polish Pol- port. Up north, it must be, yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, 87 delegates from 21 countries. Vladimir, also known as Zev Yabatinsky, was elected head of Beitar, and the world membership then was 22,500 in 1931. It's expanded since. This is a little article to one of our staunch listeners, Morris Klein. I dedicate this. He listens every week. Give him a shout-out. He likes these little bits of information that I dig out. The First World Conference of Beitar, 25th, roughly, Tamil's 1931. Let's have a look at a couple more. You're listening to 10K Radius with Sion Meltzer doing the panel work and myself. <laughs> Stop promoting me, please. In the absence of Gary Mellon, who's uh, having a well-earned break, and to our Gitachava, Morris Mondi, maybe listening in the car somewhere. He went down to Tasmania or somewhere, didn't he? Or uh, he's he? been in Sydney, um, Geschäften and business meetings and board meetings. Anyway, we hope to see you both back next week, gentlemen, in the studio to uh, resume the, the normal show from 10 a.m. till 12 noon. The year I'm looking at now, Tion, is uh, 19... Uh, let's have a look. Pick a year. Uh, seven, 76, we'll have a look at. 1976. Was it a very good year? I was, <laughs> uh, good year? I was 21 in 1976. Uh, uh, I was uh, 24. <laughs> Not much difference. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. I don't remember much. In Israel, the big news at the time was uh, that the first kibbutz, known as Yachel, Y-A-H-E-L, sponsored by the uh, United States Reform Judaism, was opened. That's a bit of history. The first reform-type uh, uh, kibbutz. Anyway, we've got a call coming in on the line, and we go. Sion's going to answer a call. We might have someone live to air shortly. Let's have a look at a bit more history in the books through the timetables yeah. of Jewish history, and we'll have a look at the Sorry, year nineteen eighty four. 25th of Tammuz. Sion, nineteen eighty four. Oh, of course. Fourteenth of, of course, July. Of course, I do. Now. You want to go to a bit of European history then. While attending a scientific meeting in Leningrad, Ephraim Katsir, who was the former president of, of Israel and a distinguished scientist, was detained. He was inter, 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 interrogated and expelled from the country by the KGB for attempting to meet refuseniks. Did you get all that? I did, just, sorry. The just, person on the phone wanted to talk, but he wasn't. I, I didn't want him to talk. So. Okay, <laughs> that's fair enough. We've got response. That's what the show's all about. Get the community involved. He Let was, me he hear was saying what a wonderful opinions. show we're trying to put to air here. <laughs> <laughs> July 84, I mentioned uh, the uh, meeting in Leningrad of uh, the former president of Israel. Anyway. He was captured by the KGB, which was still around in those times. Anyway, 
That's our history book for today, the 14th of July, 25th of Thomas. And you're definitely listening to us on JR. There is no other. <laughs> we're going to... 88.0. Now, We're we having go? a break in music now, and I'm going to... Go the track that we originally were supposed no, to choose. No, track one. Track one. Oh, no, no, no. On this one, Sion. Oh, on this one. Yeah. Oh, a little bit of a technical uh, change changeover. You, those that remember CDs as a, as a medium. Here we go. Rather than everything being as a file. This will bring back some memories. Haven't heard this track for a long time. Good so called. I am Atl- so into you. Is this Atlanta the Rhythm Section. They had one big hit after this called Spooky. But this was their big hit back in the late 70s. Yep. Here we go. Oh, I remember this track. We all do.
I'm wondering if you'd call that white man's funk, <laughs> what type of genre that is. I think there's it's a bit of soul in there, a bit of R and B, not yeah. R and B, I suppose. White man's uh, white man's funk, a little <laughs> bit like average white band. Yes, a little bit on yeah. that track. I think that's that was a good version, but I've definitely heard a live version, which I think is a lot more powerful. Mm. Anyway. anyway, you're listening to 10K Radius every Friday morning, 10 a.m. till 12 noon on J Air. 88 FM. You know you can be a donator to JR on our website. You can uh, help us out, or you become a, a become a member, of course, for fifty four dollars a year. But anything in excess of that can be treated as a donation, and we can give you a tax deductible receipt for any donations gratefully given to the station to help us stay on air and expand our range of offerings of uh, music, not only music, but live music on uh, shows like Shani Weiss's show, which talks to lots of independent musicians around Melbourne, and other shows such as the one you're now listening to. That track I dedicate to the that uh, Melanda Rhythm section to the late Patrick Rosen, who was a big supporter of J.R., and uh, yeah, memories of him. He passed away quite, quite a few years ago now on the Gold Coast, originally from Melbourne. A lot of a lot of Melbourneites will remember Patrick and his band. I was in a band with him at one stage. And he, yeah, nice guy. Good memories of that song. Anyway, yesterday, uh, Sion, we had a celebrity birthday, uh, a guy, Yiddish boy, turned 81, Harrison and Ford. Really? Yeah, 81 yesterday. Um, well, I just saw Indiana, the new Indiana Jones last week. I was going to ask you if you've seen that new movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yes. Um, what can you say about a film that's probably an hour too long? <laughs> Not good reviews, I'm hearing. <laughs> now, well, everybody was expecting the, uh, the excitement of the original mm. um, Indiana Jones. But you know what? Everybody's... 30, 40 years older yeah. since that was made. Oh, I think it's had its day. Yeah, it's had its day. And they had to wrap up, though they didn't really have to wrap it up, but they did. And they wrapped up. They actually told a good yarn. And they, they didn't hide his age in the film, which was good. But mm-hmm. they certainly used a lot of AI to reconstruct the, the facial uh, features to mm-hmm. make him look younger. And that would have cost a serious amount of money. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, look, it was a good romp. But... Uh, an hour too long. What would you rate it out of ten? Seven and a half. Really? Yeah. Uh, so it's. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's great. The soundtrack was huge and really yeah. loud, and the visuals are fantastic. But you know what? You can only take so many car chases, mm. and the whole film is about <laughs> with car chases. Yeah. And uh, where's the film? Oh, everywhere, <laughs> of course. Place, Middle yeah. East, Italy, yeah. uh, or France, all sorts of places. Yeah. Um, but look, I think it's definitely worth going to see. If you can get a deal, <laughs> and and um, seniors tickets are quite cheap at Village Roadshow, they're only down to about sixteen dollars instead of twenty four, mm. so sixteen is quite reasonable. Um, but uh, yeah, an, an hour too long, but mm. was entertaining. He never speaks about his Jewishness, Harrison Ford. Have you noticed that? He uh, he. Um He's is his he's, parents both Jewish? Yeah, or? we'll talk about them shortly. Yeah. He says um, he's. Never f- felt Jew- uh, Jewish. Uh, only 
when he was fighting Nazis in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> he says, yeah. Okay. He, uh, I didn't know he was Jewish for a, for a while, you know, but uh, he's got a story behind him. He's, uh, he's married to, uh, to Callista Flockhart, you know, that actress? This yep. is his third marriage. As I mentioned, he was born in uh, 1942, 13th of July, which is yesterday, and uh, not only... The, it, Where did he grow up? In which state in America? Uh, Who knows? Do you in know? Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Yep. Probably more Irish heritage than, <laughs> well, than Jewish heritage. Well, I'm got, I've, I'll look into his father. In fact, you're spot on, Sion. His father was of Irish and German ancestry, while his paternal grandparents were Jewish immigrants from Minsk. That town comes up a lot Minsk. in Belarus. Minsk. That's where my grandfather was from. There you go. There you go. Jewish connection everywhere. Yeah. And uh, not only being a... Uh, Great actor. He's uh, licensed as a pilot of both helicopters. Yeah, and, and, he, and, he uh, cra- and he crashed one yeah. about three years ago and broke his legs. And uh, Ju- no. just at the completion of Correct. filming or the start of filming That's of right. the film we've just talked about. Licensed pilot of both helicopters and fixed wing aircraft. Uh, big supporter of uh, climate change movement. Uh, he's vice chairman at the moment of the Conservation international group this is a non-profit organization environmental uh, group that's in virginia does a hell hell of a lot of work for them uh big anti-trump man you notice over the years big supporter of the democrats you know well that's not hard to be (laughs) and uh we must mention his uh involvement with the um He's on the board and he's a trustee for the Archaeological Archaeological Institute of America. There you go. And that comes into all in his So he's he's a real-life Indiana Jones behind the facade. He certainly is. Good on him. What are some of the favourite movies that uh, you've enjoyed over the years, Sion? Can you remember um, some of his roles? Putting me on the spot. I'll give you a couple here. Um, I remember The Fugitive. Very good movie. That, that now that was the based on the TV show. Yeah, that was a copy of the of, One Arm uh, Man. Was that the One Arm Man story? The future, something like no, that. No, he's he's escapes from ninety three. Yeah, he, he escapes from the FBI, it's the clutches copy. of the FBI to uh, prove his innocence. Yeah, that yeah. nineteen ninety three, the fugitive. Uh, he did a bit of uh, TV roles in Ironside. Remember the old Ironside and the Virginian back in the sixties. Well, that's that's going way. Yeah, back. that's a long way. Now. Uh, he had a role of uh, Han Solo in Star Wars. Yes, of course. You remember that one? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, um, as we all know, the famous Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981. Oh, the other movie I was thinking about is uh, Witness, 1985. Very good movie. Where he went ensconced himself for the Amish in Pennsylvania. Is that right? He got uh, received Academy Award and Golden Globe nominations for his role as John Book in that Movie, yeah, you spot on. Another good film. Uh, now, what else did he do? Patriot Games, nineteen ninety two, uh, and this oh, is the well. one. He did the role of uh, Doctor Richard Kimball. You were thinking of in the ah, Fugitive, yeah. Right. But you, the other one, uh, Blade Runner, nineteen eighty two. Blade Runner uh, was another one, film. yeah. Uh, He's been in some great movies. Oh, has he ever? 
And it says here that his his films have grossed more than five point five billion dollars. Mm. I wonder if he got a percentage. He must have got a percentage for a few of those. Oh, for he's sure. probably worth a, a small fortune. Good luck to him. He won't have to worry about the actors' strike. <laughs> uh, I think yeah, that's terrible might. over there. They oh, yeah. all the actors and the writers are now out, and it's going to cause major issues for the flow of new material. Now he's the only actor to have worked with the big three: Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, and Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola. Which one was the Coppola film? Uh, uh, oh, Apocalypse Now, or what? not, or The Godfather? No, Har- Apoc- Apoc- Apocalypse Now was Harrison Ford was in that he played uh, the role of a, uh, a colonel or a lieutenant uh, uh, charged with fixing up getting that mission off the ground he was only in it for a short amount of time mm. but that was an amazing film what about um, his, uh, what's that other one Mosquito Coast did you ever see that one uh, I did that's about the family that escapes to the third world country, isn't it? To get away I from civilization. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, he's had a career extraordinaire, we say here on 10K Radius. And Muzzletoff to him, 81, Harrison Ford. Happy birthday. Uh, I know you're listening, Harrison. Now, the other celebrity. Be- As anybody no. can listen on the World Wide Web to us on jair.com.au. Sure, sure can. Tune in, please. Uh, Let's have a look. The other celebrity birthday, not so well liked because of a couple of incidents a few years ago, uh, Sion. Uh, he is um, Scott Rudden. Scott Rudden I'm referring to today. He's a birthday boy. Scott uh, Rudden. I'll tell you, famous uh, producer, director, Scott oh, Rudden, R-U-D-I-N. Right. He's worth about $250 million. Oh, right. Is that all? <laughs> Um, what did he make? Well, he made the Grand Budapest Hotel. He, that was one of his movies. And the Darjeeling um, Limited. They were good films. Now, he um, he stepped back from all of this uh, f- film producing and directing because alleged abusive behaviour ah. towards his employees. Remember this big news article a while ago? Not another one. Yeah. And uh, Boy, all his projects are on hold. He's really? done a lot of Netflix movies over the last few years. The Woman in the Window is one. Well, that, the Truman uh, Show is probably the most uh, famous of all this batch I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh, boy, he's produced a lot of films. He received an Academy Award for the Best Picture in 2008 for No Country for Old Men. Oh, the Great one movie. about the drug, uh, the Mexican drug mm. uh, cartels. And, and, uh, and The Addams Family he produced as well. Yeah, Very he was good. nominated for that great movie. I've enjoyed it. A couple of times, the social network, right up our alley. But you Remember know what? One? The one that's probably done the most business is uh, School of Rock. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Jack Black was fantastic in that, and then it's turned into a stage show and all the things that the all the offshoots that make money um, for these people. But he's pretty young. He's um, only um, six, he's only sixty four. He was born on the 14th of July, 1958, in Baldwin, New York. In fact, he's younger than me. Yeah, yeah, he's six, he's six years yeah, oh, well, younger yeah. than me. He grew up in a Jewish household on Long Island with a father who sold menswear and his mother who fostered a love of theatre in him. That's incredible. And he's got an uh, incredible pedigree of films. Yeah. but He's uh, openly gay. 
He earned a full scholarship to Brown University and a week before he was supposed to leave for college, he told his parents that he was going to stay at his job instead. But uh, he's had a remarkable career. He uh, That other movie, oh, he did The Addams Family, Sister Act, The Firm, he was involved with big movies, you know, over the years. Searching for Bobby Fisher, that's about ooh, 30 years old, that one. And... Uh, Oh, we must see if we can get our film reviewer, uh, Alex, Alex First, first to, to ring in. To ring him and, and, and give a tribute. Uh, and have a Ryan. chat to him. Yeah, It'd be interesting to talk to. He's he would a, be. got a wealth of films under his belt. We've got another bit of music to play. We? Uh, well, oh, no, we're actually, we'll go and do some... Um, we're going to close our first hour in a moment. Shortly with some more music from Neil Sedaka. Ah, you want the Sedaka track. Okay. And Sedaka will go to track one on that one, Sion, while you're getting that keyed up. And we'll get you to read out a couple of uh, community announcements. Why don't we save those till the next hour? The okay, let's play out that with... That might upset your uh, routine. <laughs> Not here, really. Mate. Not really. Oh, okay. Let's go into Neil Sedaka, the great uh, singer, penis, songwriter... Okay. Another Yiddish track, all-time classic. You're listening to 10K Radius on J Radio FM. Tana, 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 can't you hear the music playing in the city square? Tana, 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 come where all our friends will find us where the dance is there. Tana, Tana, join the celebration. There'll be people there from every nation. Laughing in the sunlight, dancing in the city square. Tana, Tana, come and dance the horror, dance the horror. Sing with me, we'll dance together. Tana, Tana, when the band is playing, my heart saying, Tana, Tana, Tana. Tana, 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 Havana, Torena, Kayerim, Bayim, Lahim. Alna, 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 tikka pena umis mor, yatana shir. Tena, tena, hamara torena, kayerim barim lahir. Or on a variety of other matters that I think you would like to know about, then tune into Walter's World every Tuesday at 11 a.m. or find it on demand on the JR website. Don't miss it. Find us on Facebook, just head to www.facebook.com forward slash J Air Radio. That's two R's. J Air Radio. You are listening to J Air 88 FM. J Air 88 FM.
Thought I'd let it play the full length. I love everybody loves that track. That's the live version, see? Yeah, yeah that's a beauty. What a great piece of music. Yeah. Written what, probably 40, mm. 40, 50, over fifty by years a Yiddish ago. guy, yeah. Monty, someone. I always forget his name. And I hope Monty he's had Tom. residuals all this time. <laughs> he passed away. The composer of that a couple of years ago. Gary mentions him every week. Do you think he gets Monty? Residuals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great bit of music. Everybody One knows One of the, it. Mo- the most recognised tracks of all time. It gets you pumped up for the second hour of the <laughs> That's show. That's right. Those that are still with us, we're on to hour two. We're yeah. going for world record today. We might stay on air till this time tomorrow. <laughs> we've got plenty you imagine, to talk about. Uh, or you. <laughs> See, on, um, yes, in this yes, hour, sir. we've got uh, a jam-packed uh, segments galore. We're going to kick off with you getting to read out some of the um, great Jewish organizations around our town the jewish news you uh previously published a notice board it was called but they've cut that out in recent years so uh, community news hasn't it yeah they don't put it in anymore but um i'll get you to read out some of these great organizations we give them a plug each week on 10k radius and people can write down the phone numbers or get in touch with them we'll kick off uh with uh bait raphael Ah, no, uh, I've seen their cars around town. What do they do? They uh, provide um, transport, don't they? Medical shuttles yep. for oh. people that want to need to go to hospital or have appointments with things like x-rays and MRIs and CAT scans and that sort of stuff. And they've got a number of vans. I've seen them parked near our house. Uh, Talbot Avenue, to be exact. Yeah, right. And uh, they, they take people around and... Uh, I'm not sure of it. I think it's done for free. It's no. We, the, 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 mine, um, I'm uh, a proud volunteer of this okay. great mob. Uh, see, I'll just mention briefly that it's $5 a trip. Anywhere you, you want to go for your medical appointments. And they can take wheelchairs yeah. and walkers yeah, and crutches that. and five, shower chairs and all five, that sort of stuff. Five vehicles, two of them can take wheelchairs and the rest of the... Well, that's a fantastic organisation and they're easily contactable on, an, on a mobile. Yep. 0421... 408522, or they can be contacted with an email, very simple, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at Bait Raphael, spelt uh, B-E-I-T-R-A-F-A-E-L, baitraphael.org. And, uh, yeah, those sorts of organisations are champions. They just get on with the job. They don't muck around. (laughs) And um, I was going to say something else. (laughs) Gary Gary Max, one of our show presenters, talking to the Max, is one of the drivers like myself. Yeah. Oh, cool. Great organisation, great mission. How many hours a week would you... We pick the jobs. You, you, You blend in what they've got. They operate Monday to Friday. And uh, you see, so when you drop somebody at say the Cabrini or Alfred or mm. whatever, you wait for them. No, or? not necessarily. This yeah. schedule comes out the day before of all the the trips for the following day. Great. So you pick which you want to do, which is comfortable. So you go and pick up the van or the car, yeah. and then you proceed to pick oh. them up. Well, I might even get help them out inside myself with. sometime. It's, you'll be doing a great mitzvah, yeah. and you get a lot of satisfaction help, helping people into their Now they're the sorts of organisations that deserve to have charity Mm. status and money raised Mm. and donated because well you know there's fuel costs who covers the fuel costs they do obviously Mm. yeah don't forget they've got hospital hospital accommodation if you need it over shoppers at the Cabrini at the um, 
Monash Clayton. Very good. Royal Children's. But who's the, behind it? Do you know who's the, some of yeah, the senior oh, people? Of course, that may be listening. We always give them a shout out. Uh, Adina Allen, mm-hmm. set up by her late husband, Shimon Allen, and DL in the office, known as Devora Leia. She does a fantastic job. 0421 What about okay. some more there? From okay, I can see uh, Kosher Meals on Wheels, yeah. not for profit under supervision of the. KA, Coastal Australia, yep. uh, distribution into homes of incapacitated and elderly people, hospitals, nursing homes, etc. Obviously do an important job for those that need kosher meals. Um, again, a very simple phone number, 0474. I like the way some of these phone numbers rhyme, 0474-215-996. And... Uh, they have the, a website. They there have you a can website, koshermealsonwheels.org.au. Yeah. All one word, koshermealsonwheels.org.au. And, it started uh, in 1972. Wow. Non-profit organisation. around a long time. Yeah. Here's one that's very important and not mentioned uh, a lot, uh, Jewish Gamblers Anonymous. Um, what can we talk about there? I think, you know, there's... The scourge of gambling, mm. I'd call it. It's uh, it's a terrible affliction, especially during COVID. It, it sorted home and the expansion could gamble in, online. Oh, the expansion in online gambling mm. and the advertisements that surround it uh, are just too much. And they're, they're, they're I know the government's trying to cut it down. Mm. They've given them a three-year timetable. Mm. I still don't think it's enough. We should have gone cold turkey, cut them all together as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Then they'll lose sponsorship. There's a whole Yeah, and then, and then there's yeah. no money for sports yeah. players, etc. So it's a challenge. It, is. it can be done. I just think it needs to be taken away from uh, children's hours mm. on television mm. and radio um, and not say nothing before 9 p.m. at night would be good. Anyway, um, what else is... A chap called Menachem runs that. Have you got his details Another rhyming number, 0407-858-585. That's a tongue twister. 0407-858-585. See how nicely I pronounce that? What else? Doing Uh, well. A couple uh, more before we go into what's on. There's an organization called Unchain My Heart. Right. Ah, It's a coalition of Jewish women's organizations in Melbourne. The purpose is to advance social welfare of Australian Jewish women by promoting the successful resolution of guilt refusal and by providing support and assistance to individuals, individual agonot. How important is that, you know, to to, uh, break the chains Mm. of, of a disastrous relationship? And get on with their lives. So many women deserve mm. better. So, uh, uh, any more there? Oh, look, there's a whole page. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we should. We'll, 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 we'll stop there and let's go There's into Bridge our, at the Herzl um, Club. There's Bridge at the National yeah, Council of Jewish Women. We'll, we you play Bridge? No, I'm not a Bridge and player. It's very popular at uh, Blake Street. Well, so. there's Bridge School with Boris. I'm just seeing that. Boris is my Bridge teacher. Shout out to well, Boris. Yeah, there you go. Private lessons for beginners of Bridge. He's actually looking for some people to join up to um, do new courses. See, do you play at the headquarters in Poth Road? The no, I don't. Big but bridge I, I, but uh, Boris is telling me that I should... Um, Go to a club, but I'm, mm. I'm busy. They're everywhere. Uh, yeah. Very popular. It, there's still. a resurgence in bridge, which oh, is yeah. great. It's always been around. Mm. My parents used to play a fantastic bridge game. The Herzl Club, remember in its heyday? Yes. Oh. Shout out to Peter Davis, yes. who got an OAM for yes. running the Herzl Club. 
I think you need a, a knighthood for running a bridge club, <laughs> not just an OAM. I but good on you, Peter, if you're yeah. listening. See, on it. let's uh, mention some of the uh, what's on activities around Melbourne Shtetl coming up. And tomorrow you've got one to talk Is that about. the Rabbi Lau uh, yep. at the shul? Visiting again, give out the details and we'll talk a little bit about him. You're just throwing paperwork at me all morning here. Shabbat service tomorrow morning, Saturday the 15th of July, 2023. Service commences at 9.15. Rabbi Lau is in attendance. Caulfield Hebrew Congregation, Caulfield Hebrew Congregation, 572 Inkerman Street, just near Orong Road. For those that don't know exactly where it is. So it's co-hosted by the Caulfield Shul and the Chabad of Caulfield. Rabbi Lau from Israel um, in Melbourne. He's been speaking at a lot of he, functions he, he this week. A, he did a he did a, a thing on Thursday night, I believe, mm. and he's booked to do tomorrow morning. So I wonder how the rest of the week has been for him. Mm. He's a Buchenwald survivor. He I've, is. Yes, and he met up with the, the very few left. He won. He is one of the founding member, founding establishing uh, people of March of the Living. Mm. Which I attended a number of times in the in the two thousands. Um, okay, that's that one's out of the way. Now we mention uh, the Sean Rubenstein and Linda Nyrens running their monthly uh, singles dinners for the forty five to sixty five year age group in the Melbourne Jewish community. Their next one is uh, Saturday. The uh, the 29th, it would be, is that right? The 29th of, of July. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to I believe we're already <laughs> quoting numbers in the second half of the year, isn't it? 29th of July works out. It's gone quick. Yeah. And at the Bentley Club, but you must book with Sean, 0497588900. Say that again. Say that again with rhythm. <laughs> 0497 Double zero. See, it's not easy, is it? <laughs> you get used to it. Sean Rubenstein, he's a fantastic guy, and together with Linda Norris, doing a great community service, getting Melbourne Jewish singles together. Matchmaking, maybe? You never know. That's coming up Saturday, the 29th of July. Next event, we promoted this one last week. See, on the uh, concert scheduled for the 1st of August... Tuesday evening, 7pm, at the Turak ah, yes. Stroke Melbourne uh, Hebrew Congregation. I wanted to know how they were going to get that big piano in there. Mm, <laughs> good question. Uh, and where they were actually going to place it, because on the beamer there, there's not much room for a big grand piano. <laughs> maybe you'll do a film coverage for us. Maybe they'll, uh, well, I'm happy to do that, but maybe they've built, built a stage in there. To Possibly. Put, and the, uh, who's, the, who's the piano? Simon Tedeschi. Simon Tedeschi, that's the right. Tedeschi, yeah. yeah great pianist, extraordinary. And what man. sort of music is he playing? The Gershwins. Ah, oh, the Gershwin so, song, but He'll be accompanied by a trumpet player, Ronnie someone, I'm not sure. It's uh, Tickets are starting from $38.00. And you go onto the website liveatyours.com.au or give them a ring on 0411 And uh, now, you know, my daughters surprised me last Friday night, uh, late. Uh, they bought tickets to a concert. Um, at and was it was an event called the Candlelight event. It was yes, at Southbank, wasn't it? Yeah. Recently? Well, that, this particular event was held at a church in West Melbourne, right, uh, opposite the Flagstaff Gardens. I had no idea; it was a surprise. And uh, onto the stage that they created in the in the church, 
um, four musicians rocked up, two violinists, a viola player and a cello player. And for one hour, they entertained us with the music of Queen. Wow, that's been interesting. <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh. They were great musicians. And, this, and the ambience of the place with uh, thousands of candles, well, hundreds of Beautiful. candles, but not real candles, but electric candles, mm. but made it look like um, real candles. What a great event. You know, there was, about a, there was about 150 people there on a cold Friday night and uh, started at uh, 8.30 and was finished by quarter to 10. And uh, it was it was uh, fantastic, and these musicians were great. And obviously, they they saved the best to last, the Bohemian Rhapsody, oh, yeah. and they did a fantastic mm. job. Twelve minutes that goes for, doesn't it, or something? Yeah. the big extended. But event. to see it performed it, by four um, mm. uh, classically trained mm. musicians was um, very interesting. Is it a baroque style thing that they would have done, or oh or no, they they were true to the true to the actual uh, song, um, mm. but they did it. Yeah, I suppose you'd call it a, a Brock style because of the four, yeah. the four instruments, mm. the, the, the violin and viola and spot cello. On. Yeah, everything's spot on. Fantastic. Were they reading charts? Uh, no, they were. No, they did it all by memory. Oh, that's that's a lot of work to put a show. Yeah, and they were young. They were young, yeah. in their thirties. Um, obviously, uh, very professional. Musicians possibly studying with NM or um, even further conservatorium mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, interesting. Very you should so do a program <laughs> as a music critic. Go around oh, and review all these concerts. I would say is that was good. That was bad. That was good. That was bad. No, yeah. um, I'd like to. Yeah, but um, I haven't got time for lots mm, of concerts. Okay. Uh, one more uh, community shout out to. Um, Ron Rosencrantz that you have met the, the last couple of weeks. Yes, he, used to, he sat on my right-hand side here. He's not today. here now. He'll resume his Ron, back, come back. We yeah. need you. Come <laughs> back next week for your resumption of your training. Now, he has his karaoke. Yeah, we'll give his shout-out because people would may want to book him for a karaoke night or a fundraiser. Ronkaraoke.net, you can look up or give him a ring and discuss your next event. I used, no to, be, I used to be frightened of karaoke. But yeah, now once you do one, you'll get confidence. Yeah, you'll get for up. no reason other than mm. public performance. But you Have know a few what? drinks Nobody before. Nobody cares. Stuff. No, no, <laughs> Yeah, after about two long songs. As long as you don't do, you've lost that loving feeling or something. You yeah. know, <laughs> been done to death. Anyway, Ron's number is 0411 would be a great night to do a charity gig with Ron. We've yeah. done a couple over the years. Maybe but, we'll um, have a Jaya karaoke night one night. We'll yeah. take over the studio. Live. We'll do it live. What's the, maybe there's a world record we could attempt. It could. <laughs> 60 <laughs> hours of live karaoke. Anyway, <laughs> that's our community. That would put us on the map, wouldn't it? Sure would. That's <laughs> our community shout-outs and notice boards and what's on. See, we're going into a little bit of music yeah, again. You've chosen an and, artist that um, I don't know. Local artist. I did a little bit of work for him in the late 90s. He had a, a band and I filled in on drums for him. Graham Ferdinandan. Ferdinandan. Got a great voice. Have a listen. Ferdinandan. Is he from Melbourne or somewhere no, else? He, I th- from Sri Lanka, from memory. Ah, okay. But he, he, did, he reside his, in, did he reside in Melbourne? Or he, is, for a long time. Is still he here. Still, is he still performing? I haven't heard from him for a long time. Let's go back to the... The late nineties, uh, but a great track. Well, this track is nineteen ninety seven. So, yeah, 
Uh, track five on this one, uh, Sion. All right, I'll this is a I... cover, but one of the best cover versions I've heard. And again, a really emotional song. The listeners will like this. You give your hand to me And then you say hello And I can hardly speak My heart is beating so And anyone can tell You think you know me well But you don't know me There's a track that I didn't know, but apparently Ray Charles made that famous back in the 60s. The original was yeah, done by Ray Charles. We couldn't think of the guy's name. Uh, but I like that version, Sion. It's uh, smooth. Um, I've never heard, of, never heard of that young man. No, well, he's well, no he's longer a young of, man. <laughs> when I was with him, he did more rock, rock and soul, but he had this cabaret style that he tried to uh, launch but he had a lot of opposition. He had Tony Pantano in those days ah. and all the cabaret. So he, he did a mixture of uh, just to get some work. He did the rock and he did the uh, the laid-back uh, American classics. I could say we've got oh, more, one, one more to play by him later. Okay. A bouncy lovely, one. A lovely voice. Lovely voice. Graham... Ferdinand. Ferdinand. He may be listening. If he is, ring in. Please. Give us a ring, Graham. 906-92086. For donkey's years. 906-92086. And don't forget you're listening to JR. And the SMS, Tion? Uh, 0404. Yeah. 55-69-88. Well done. And I, you know what? I'm gonna, I haven't checked it. Maybe I better check the... Uh, well, Sion's checking that. Don't forget to listen in next week when we'll have... They say Emirates Hashem, with God's help, Gary Mellon back. He's been as on holidays. 
presenter, host. Was he on holidays or was he? He's been on leave. A secret mission overseas. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, shout out to Gary. I hope you're back. And a shout out to our co-host. You go overseas this time of year and it's beautiful weather at Hotton, Europe or whatever. And you fly back into Melbourne and you're the first out of the plane at five in the morning and it's two degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done that a few Um, times. And a shout out to our co-presenter, Morris uh, Mond, Maishi. Yeah, he's disappeared without it. He's, he's he didn't get any leave, leave of absence. Couldn't, oh, he's apologised to me. He tried to get me a guest today, but we'll try and get that guest next week in the lives of others. And uh, maybe he's listening. Give us a call, Moishe, if you're if you're around nine zero six nine two zero eight six. And uh, podcasts. See, I don't know if you're experienced to put them up. We'll have a lot of inquiries uh, if you can put our show up. But I haven't got the password, so I apologise. I'll have a look at it later. It's, it's sort of it's not complicated. No. It's just that nobody's shown me the full way of doing can, it. But uh, that's okay. We'll 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 improve our uh, ability to put podcasts. A few up. listeners have told me when can we hear the podcast that. That well, I said, wait for Gary to uh, yeah, come back. I apologise uh, to those out there, but podcasting is, is becoming a major element of uh, our broadcasting. In fact, we want to increase the what we do, and we'll probably have a separate channel for podcasting at some point in the near future on our website. I can't believe the explosion in podcasting. It's it's quite amazing out mm. there. People are making shows about anything, and uh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. A new form of journalism. Mm. What you got? What we've got next uh, is one of the popular segments on 10K uh, Radio. Oh, no, he's so brought out another book. <laughs> Talk and Torah. Talk and Torah. Aussie style, we will we'll say today, because we'd like to give a brief uh, summary of what's being read tomorrow in the shuls, the parasha of the week, P-O-W, Gary calls it. But I like to call it Talk and Torah, Aussie style. And tomorrow we read a, a double portion Matos Marseille. Does that this mean you're going to have a double portion at the Kiddush no, afterwards? They'll be doing plenty of that because they're celebrating the um, blessing of the new month as well tomorrow, uh-huh. Sion. And also they're celebrating a, a, another event. Let's get being some herring. I haven't had any herring The for a conclusion while. of um, the fourth book in the Torah, the oh. Sefer Bamidbar, known as Sefer Hapukudim. So we've, tomorrow com- completes four sections. So it's a big day in Shul tomorrow. It might go a bit longer with that double portion. So I'll talk briefly about the uh, first Sedra, Matot, or Matos, if you're an Ashkenazi Jew like myself. And uh, Matos translates as wooden staffs. Wooden what? Wooden staffs. S T A double F. Sticks, walking sticks. Sticks, wood. Wooden staffs. Yeah. Also known as Shevatim, branches, staffs. This is where it's all interrelated. And uh, the sages tell us that uh, Jewish neshamas, their souls, are rooted in the divine tree of godliness. With these, uh, this is the theme of. uh, the, the, the center of the day. Toss. Okay. Yeah. Right. And uh, <laughs> it, here's what they're saying. There's no so silence I've, for a reason here. <laughs> I have to make it in simple oh, layman's terms. Yeah. It is necessary to have the firmness and strength of a mighty staff, in inverted commas, matos, so as not to be phased by the uh, impediments or blandishments, they say, of physical. Physicality, 
and it talks about the descent of the soul into the physical body. This right. is what the first uh, portion marks. This is very serious <laughs> stuff. It's not heavy, but in a nutshell, it, it divides the Seder into three topics. The making of vows, men and women would take upon themselves special obligations beyond those required by law. Second topic discusses the war against Midian. The Midianites had tried to corrupt the Israelites by tempting them to worship their pagan god known as Baal Peer. 12,000 Israelite soldiers, 1,000 from each tribe, were led into battle by Pinchas. We talked about him in the previous Sedra, and they defeated the Midianite enemy. And then to conclude that Sedra, the topic discussed is the tribes remaining east of the Jordan River. You've been near that part of Israel. Oh, I've, I've, seen, I've, I've, I've dabbled yeah, in the, the waters um, of the, the Jordan River mm. and the Dead Sea, of course. It talks about their having arrived in the territory east of the Jordan. Two tribes, Reuben and Gad, together with one half of the tribe of Manasseh, requested of Moses that they be permitted to settle there. On that's, the east side, not the west side. On the east, So yeah. that's more Jordan and uh, Iran, Iraq, Syria, all those countries yeah. that, that are there today, yes. Correct. You know your geography of Israel, Sion. That's good. Very I've good. I've been there a few times, <laughs> luckily. I'm, I'm planning to go again next year. I've yeah, I'd, like to, I'd yeah. like to go again some stage. The second sedra we talk about is the double, uh, on the double section is Marseille. 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 And uh, that's translated as journeys. It talks about the 40-year track from oh, Egypt. Yes, the old 40 years. <laughs> the 40 track. years to the promised Boy, land. Did they get lost. 40 Boy, years, kept walking yeah, for 40 it years. It should have been a simple journey within a few days. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Boy, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to the promised land and uh, concluded upon entering the, the, la- the land of life referred to it. The sages talk about... Um, these are the journeys of the Jewish people upon their departure from Egypt, from its reign. All of us go through our own personal 42 journeys of life. They went through the same number of journeys, all the stopovers. It begins with the Exodus, our birth. It meanders through the many stations in our lives, all the pit stops. And as I mentioned, it ends up reaching that promised celestial land of life. All about um, their encampments, uh, Sion, this uh, Cedra Marseille. It, it reports on the wanderings of, of Israel from the time that they left Egypt to the time they reached the borders of Canaan. 42 encampment places are named, beginning with Ramesses in Egypt and ending with the plains of Moab by the Jordan River at Jericho. Peter Jericho, mm, interesting good. place. Oh, many, many years ago, mm. I think it's closed these days to tourists well, likely, from the Israeli yeah. side. But uh, we went there with my folks back in the early seventies. There you go. Interesting place. Uh, <laughs> then the Sedra reports on the city cities of refuge, uh, of which the there were to be six in various parts of the land. This is about uh, so what happens if a man kills another by accident. He would seek refuge in these specially designed cities yeah. from those who want, who want, may want revenge. 
in these cities. A man was safe until his case would be tried. And the Cedra concludes with the laws concerning the inheritance of property by women. There you go. See, I'm well, talking Torah. There's a lot to, lot to unpack Aussie in this style. week's parish. Um, and just to sum it up, it mentions there the journeys of the Jewish people. Uh, and they talk about on the spiritual level, the 42 journeys of the Jewish people are reenacted in the life of every Jew from the moment he is born till his last day on earth. That's a famous saying by the Baal Shem Tov. And uh, in the entire narrative of the Jewish people's journeys through the desert, the Hebrew letter Zayin does not appear even once. And this alludes to the fact that they did not journey on Shabbos. Zayin with a numerical equivalent of seven. It took 40 years if they didn't (laughs) travel on Shabbos from seven days down to four and a half. The Zayin equates to seven and alludes to the seventh day of the Shabbos and that they did not need to resort to weapons because Zayin also means weaponry or arms, they talk about. Everything uh, correlates and is related to in this Sedra. And uh, we wish all our listeners a Shabbat Shalom, a Git Geben Shabbos, and we'll have more. Uh, and plenty to press tomorrow. Yeah, if, special uh, if, if you go to the shul tomorrow, and there's Shabbos a, Chazak. And get some as, lovely herring. Well, oh, love as, some herring. As you recommended, go and hear the guest speaker at Caulfield That's Shul. That's right. I'm, I'm sure there'll Rabbi be uh, Lau, uh, they call it. be a full house there Lau. when uh, he turns up. Now, be there, music again, Sion, uh, as we break up the show with a uh, you great want to bit go of back music. to Neil Sedaka? Neil Sedaka is the one. Track 10. Track, track 10. This will hit you in the heart as well. One of my favourite songs. It's been done as an instrumental as well. See, that now that's not on your list. Uh, Sedaka. Sedaka. Yeah. Track, yeah. you got track 6 there. So have I? It should be 10. Okay. Oh, well, we'll Apologies. Up track 10. Uh, anyway. Sedaka, track 10. Here we are, listeners. You're listening to 10K Radius every Friday as we do. This land is mine God gave this land to me This brave and ancient land to me And when the morning sun Reveals her hills and plains Then I see a land where children can run free So take my hand and walk this land with me And walk this lovely land with me man when you are by my side with the help of God I know I can be strong to make this land our home if I 
Sedaka in full flight. There was We're back on air, Sienna. Yeah, yeah. Neil Sedaka in full flight there. Yeah. yeah. Exodus. It's been done a lot of times. I've, now, I like the instrumental version. Uh, I'm not sure if I really like that. I mean, you know. <laughs> mm. uh, the book was better <laughs> Leon Uris book What about the, the movie? Oh, the Paul Newman film Oh my god uh, That was unfortunately a load of trash I'm not sure why that got made Obviously mm. something to do with the spin-off from the book Back in the 60s But um, Leon Uris Yes yeah. But uh, No, I don't know about that song A bit too uh, mm. Jellyfish yeah. for Okay, me. well we'll put a 3 out of 10 up <laughs> that one. Look, other people have sung it. Obviously, I'm not sure mm. about that recording. Mm. Anyway, yeah, it's interesting. We'll see what the listeners think on that one. We might get a bit of a response on that one. Haven't heard it for a long time. Anyway, time to this, talk. This CD is full of schmaltzy stuff. <laughs> We've got more, a couple oh, more to play. Uh, oh, we have. Yeah, okay. can leave that one up there, but. Well, as we go along, we've got about uh, 20 minutes left or so on today's show. I can't believe show. it. The, the hours have flown. Yeah, before you head off to the Holocaust Centre, your great work down there, Sion. Oh, I don't, I'm not sure I've arrived. Time now. A lot this week. For that segment that Morris Smon normally does, uh, Israeli politics in, in the Middle East and so forth. Got a 
couple of uh, articles. But before we go into that, I'd like to reflect on our late cover, Nathan Mon, the late Nathan. And you had a bit to do with him, see, on, along the years, because he did this segment on a regular basis before his passing. I think he did it for some three years. What's up with Nathan? We miss him. And uh, Nathan Mon was part of this station he lived for yeah, the station. No, he he did a wonderful job yeah. for the station, and um, amongst others that have passed on, you know, David Green mm. and uh, others. Uh, you know, it's great to have people who have given us a lot of hours mm. in their day and their week. Their legacy lives on because we're still continuing his segment. His brother normally does it, but in his absence, I'll do it today. Is um, there another brother we could rope in? There's no, there's three, a sister. There's a sister. Three Mons there are. There are plenty of cousins out there. Oh, but, we uh, need another Mon to step up. <laughs> yeah, one of the young blood Mons will get in, yeah. do a segment or two. Anyway, th- I we, suppose that segues into the need for presenters to yeah. create shows on JR. We've got plenty of capacity for anybody that would like to do a show. Just give drop us a line um, and... Uh, We'll get in touch with anybody from the station and we'll have a chat with you about doing a show. Let's kick off today's uh, What's News in Israel segment with uh, the news, a severe heat wave. Sion, How severe? Well, getting temperatures of 43 down in Ilat and in Tiberias the last uh, week. Tiberius, um, uh, yeah. I couldn't think of anything. Oh, no, that's not Huge, too... Huge, uh, high temperatures, and this is very interesting. In Greece and Cyprus, you've got temperatures all throughout the start of July, 40 degrees most days. And here's something interesting. The World Meteorological Service says that the beginning of July marked the hottest week ever recorded on the planet. That's not a very good sign, is it? No. Climate change is uh, what I'm going to talk about just briefly here. There's still a lot of naysayers out there about yeah. climate change, but I'm sure that uh, there's something causing this there's extreme something heat. here. Now, this is for the, all our South African fr- li- friends out there listening. Bit of uh, trivia. In Johannesburg uh, a couple of days ago, they had the first snowfall in more than a decade at this time of the year. That's wh- how things are changing on the planet. All the Joburg. Well, people. no, I don't know about that. Joburg is uh, two thousand meters above sea level. It's quite high up, mm. and ten years yeah. from snow is not so bad. Not so bad, but they're calling it a big uh, rarity event. Uh, now, shout the- out to the Feynman family who have just <laughs> uh, d- uh, who have just climbed Mount Kilimanjaro have they? in wow. this last few days, or walked up. In, um, t- uh, yes, I know of the Feynman family who have gone on this uh, safari, and they've uh, conquered Kilimanjaro. You know, it's twelve thousand. Ian Feynman. Ian, yeah, Ian, Ian actually had to stop. He couldn't. He couldn't go to the top. Yvonne, Yvonne yeah. and Ian, but, uh, great supporters of Beit Raphael and a few that's other. That's right, and their daughter lives in Ethiopia. Married to her paediatrician surgeon um, husband, and there's the boys in uh, in Melbourne. But um, yeah, they uh, they were at Kilimanjaro in Kenya, I think it's in Kenya. Mm. And uh, if they're listening (laughs) on short streaming, we're streaming all over the world to Kenya. Good luck and congratulations for conquering Mount Kilimanjaro. We'll have to get them on the show when they get back and have a chat to them. Uh, Must have been a little bit chilly. At, uh, in the Serengeti up there mm. in uh, 12,000 feet or 
I think it's 5,000 metres, mm. something the, like that. On the other side of the planet, Tsian, uh, you've got temperatures uh, in Miami, 100 degrees Fahrenheit. They're still on the uh, old... It's, it's always 100 in Miami. <laughs> even you reckon? In, even in winter, it's 100 the in Miami. The first 30 days, the last 30 days, sorry, 38 degrees centigrade, which is 100. It's, <laughs> it's hot, boy. But on the, on the other side of that, you've got floods. They've had nine inches of rain in Vermont. Up on the northeast there. Yep, yeah. in New York there. Yeah. yeah. Floods, would you believe? The um, world something's crook in the some, world. Something not right, is it? You gotta it's you've sort got of to, all over the place. And Donald Trump said there's nothing wrong. There's and no climate on the today's show this morning they're talking about drought in some parts of New South Wales after the floods of mm. last year. Nine inches of rain's a lot. And you've got the heat wave going right through from California to Florida. Continuous really heat. But the floods is the danger here. It's Absolutely. something to do with evaporation. The rainfall is coming more or something. I'm not that, No, they say with climate change it will rain more. It will rain more. Except now, we've got a La Nina or La, Nen, La, La Nina or La Nina, <laughs> the other the one, uh, affecting Australia now. Now, uh, let's have a look in uh, Asia. Heat wave going through Japan, China and India, but swollen rivers, floods, and it's been the hottest uh, summer in China for a long, long time as well. Mm. Now, there you go. Some, uh, what adds up also here is that China, they, they're the, um, what's it, the biggest uh, user of coal in the world. They don't uh, worry about you know, all these environmental well, they say they things. Do. They say they're building. Well, they say they do, but yeah. um, Japan is a big worry. The, the southwest of Japan has washed away hundreds of hundreds of homes. Yeah. yeah. I thought you may have seen it on some of no, the I missed, I missed that one. Sorry. I love, See, to, love going N- to Japan. N- I've been there two or three times. Mm. So there you go. That's a bit of the climate, what's happening around Israel and around the world. Now let's have a look at some politics, Sion. What's happened the last couple of days in Eretz Yisrael? Well, first that, of all... I believe there was another big demonstration this week. I'll go to the dem- yeah, judicial... Let's t- yeah, let's talk about the demonstrations again as they're continuing now. Uh, at least seven, eight weeks I think it's going into now. And uh, you had hundreds of protesters uh, outside the Israeli uh, consulate on 2nd Avenue, Manhattan. They're everywhere. Protests all over the world now. They were yelling out there, Israel is not Poland, democracy or rebellion. And they had placards in Hebrew, shame and rebellion and... Not good. Not good on the world stage, you know, these events. Not good at all. In Israel, they've arrested at least uh, Wednesday night. They arrested 27 people on Kaplan Street. You been there? In the heart of Tel Aviv? Yep. Thousands protesting. At the same time, uh, Wednesday in Beresheva, 2,000 protesters. They had to use water cannons to control the crowds. So do you think the government is ever going to talk and, and discuss this whole situation with, uh, with the people that are opposing what they're planning? I mean, one would hope they would sit down and mm. talk, but mm. I don't think... not Now mm. that they're starting to arrest people, it's not a good sign. Not good in other towns, Kharkov and Tel Aviv, the water cannons that had to be used. Here's a bit of trivia. Uh, the arrest of... Uh, 
the famous uh, Israeli rock star Aviv Geffen. He was arrested protesting there. He's a major fixture at all these events, you could say, of the protests. He was arrested walking with Bob Dylan's son. There you go, of all coincidences. He was arrested... uh, and these continue these mass protests in response to the uh, legislation uh, proposed pay, uh, passing in uh, its um, first reading they had this week in the Knesset plenum. It's uh, all about the cancellation of reasonable behaviour. They're trying to get this law which allows um, uh, you know, to st- the court to, to strike down government decisions. Which is no good for the majority. The majority saying it's no good, but who knows? That was round one that went through, see, on this week. Not good. They continue to block highways to the airport and to uh, all parts. And uh, as I mentioned last week, Benny Gantz, National Unity Party uh, leader, says uh, it's looming into a full-scale civil war. He insists that they halt the uh, legislative process enough. Tens of thousands are flooding the roads and uh, not good, not good. But that's the main news there on the protests. It's not good for a country that needs to self-defence. Uh, you know, What's happening on the border, I'll mention yeah. that shortly as well. So I'm, I'm glad you remind me on that. We've got about 10 or 12 minutes left. We'll go through a few other uh, items of interest in Israel this week. What happened? Uh, first of all, we'll have a look at the... Um, the NATO uh, business happening at the moment, Sion, in uh, in Lithuania, in the capital Vilnius, the NATO summit. Uh, yes, that's Al- wrapped up, and Sweden's become a member of NATO now. Correct, and Albanese's in full strength there, um, with Japan, South Korea, New Zealand, and uh, Zelensky. He's uh, he's there, and. Um, I don't know where this uh, one's going to end. I don't know if they're going to get in, Ukraine. They haven't been voted in yet. Um, no, they're in a mess. They can't They can't join yet. No. Um, but uh, I don't know. Where's this going to end? I mean, mm. it's such a worry that, you know, with Russia and the power stations and the this and the that, and it's just, uh, it's crazy. Zelensky uh, has invited Bibi Netanyahu to visit uh, his country many times. He's knocked him back as he as did the previous uh, Prime Ministers Bennett and Lapid. Well, He's the, uh, now the opposition leader, Lapid, actually. Well, there's so many Russians who live in Israel, mm. um, you know, yeah. it's possibly because of that. Um, now let's have a look what else is happening with Zelensky here. 506 to 507 days this war has uh, gone into, and... Uh, Z- Zelensky's met with Joe Biden over there, but uh, again, they're not close to getting into the um, so we're giving, G7, they call it, don't that's they? That's right, and we're giving them another 30. Yes, uh, that was interesting, Sion, you mentioned that uh, 30 Bushmaster armoured uh, vehicles. Plus the RAF uh, surveillance aeroplane mm-hmm. for NATO. Al- Anthony Albanese yeah, has put and, uh, that to them, yeah. part of the, our defence uh, package for them. Big help there. Uh, Zelensky wants anti-missile Iron Dome system brought in from Israel. Uh, Yeah, but uh, the Russians will will only counter it with something else. I don't think that's going to happen. 
uh, Ukraine supports anti-Israel resolutions of the United Nations in most of, uh, in, in fact, 90% of the cases. Uh, but at the moment, Israel only supplies uh, humanitarian aid to the Ukraine, but uh, they won't be giving any military aid at the moment. It's a, a conflict of interest here because um, Israel uh, strategically, strategically is the word, needs to uh, maintain freedom of operation in Syria, where the airspace is largely controlled by Russia. That's the key here. And it's, as you mentioned, see, on the uh, sensitive uh, technical information about those drones, uh, about the anti-iron dome system, sorry, that could fall into the hands of Iran. And if that happens... Uh, which uh, will not be good. That's uh, which uh, oh, Iran supplies I'm Russia. Sure, I'm with. sure they know the science already behind. Yeah. You uh, reckon? Yeah, I mean, there's not much you can hide these yeah. days. <laughs> Iran supplying all those uh, drones, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. At yeah. the moment. Yes. So the, this war's continuing, as you mentioned. Isn't it? We don't know where it's going to end. Ukraine's lost over probably nine and a half thousand civilians. In, in the war since, uh, they're saying that uh, 50,000 uh, Russian soldiers have died. That's hard to believe. I don't believe these figures. No. But this is where Russia's got the strength. They've got 1.1 million active duty soldiers yeah, and great. Two, 2 million reserves. Great. <laughs> he doesn't care. Vlad will throw them all out there. They just have to there. walk over. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's where it's at on that one. Let's have another bit of information that you brought to light, Tsirin, uh, about that uh, terror attack on the border of Lebanon. This happened on uh, Wednesday. Uh, Hezbollah terror group, uh, in fact, uh, they failed to damage that border fence. Uh, Good. On the... Um, Israel's northern border near the town of Zarit. You've been there, Z-A-R apostrophe I. Depends how far up north it is. I'm not sure. It's up on that northern border. Yeah. Uh, and this is all going on because these mad Arabs are celebrating. Well, it's the anniversary, 17th anniversary of the 2006 Second Lebanon War. Remember that? 17 years ago that between Israel and the Iran-backed terror group. Is that well, the one with Ariel Sharon? They went into the camp. I think so. I think Israel right. wasn't so uh, looked upon in the bright light on that one. No, no. That was the butcher, Ariel Sharon, had a lot to do with <laughs> that year when he was alive. Mm. Uh, yeah, the 2006-2007 Second Lebanon War, Hezbollah set fires uh, during protests this week. The group in a place up north in Israel, Metula, M-E-T-U-L-A. Yep. This is what they're doing, and um, Israel withdrew from Lebanon back in 2000. This is going back. They, they got out there with uh, that debate still goes on with the Golan Heights and the Shabir Farms that they captured in the 67 war. is still at debate, but they uh, established this blue line, what's known as the blue line. And, but Lebanon's still saying it, it's still all that territory still belongs to them. No, Not good. Do. We don't need that when we've got all these protests no, no, as well. A, it's a mess everywhere. It's a mess. Maybe it's the mentioned. summer heat that causes people to uh, go crazy. Mm. One good of one bit bit of good news was that uh, again Iran, the global terror group, uh, trying to kill 
Israelis ab- abroad, but this was uh, foiled again in the Israeli embassy in is Azerbaijan in Baku oh. this week. There was an attempt, but nothing happened. Last month, they tried it in Cyprus. I mentioned this last week. In March, in Greece, two Pakistani nationalists were arrested for planning mass casualties and attacks on the uh, Chabad house in Athens and at a coach restaurant there. And going back uh, November last year, in Georgia, there was a kidnapping uh, which failed again again by Iran of um, someone... uh, uh, a celebrity there, I can't think of his name, but uh, Iran's revolutionary guards, known as the Quds, Q-U-D-S force uh, uh, behind all this. And just recently in March, Iran was behind the kidnapping of the Israeli-Russian uh, famous res- research uh, scientist, I believe, Elizabeth Turkov in Wait. Iraq. They're behind that. Well, on that note... <laughs> wow, well, all that. It's a very, very, very heavy day. It's heavy, yeah. but let's mention that Israel is one of Azbazhan's leading arms supplier. Oh, really? And in fact, uh, on the other side of it, Israel buys over 30% of its oil from Baku. So we've got good relations now coming in with these... Uh, as you mentioned, Silk Road countries. Uh, in March of this year, the first Israeli embassy was opened there in Baku, which is a country, uh, you call it a Shiite-type country, wouldn't you? More than um, the majority of Shiites yeah. in there. And they have a close uh, allies uh, with Turkey. So this is all good for Israel. They've strengthened uh, its ties there. And... Um, so Iran doesn't come in. <laughs> so that's okay. what we're trying to get out. Now listen, we're going to play one quick track here. Um, We've had a great morning. Sir. Graham Ferdinand and then 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 he's going to sing a song called uh, Mirage. Mirage, and we'll be back to say goodbye Sh- and just Sh- track twelve. Hanging there, everybody. Here we go.
dream of Mariah. 